been later taken out because because he they could not keep his lungs clear. He does have pneumonia still. He's had pneumonia for a long time. And he's got one of his arms and hand is all swollen up. So he's still in pretty pretty rough shape. Uh, got report on Kevin Bean. He got transferred down to a rehabilitation center in Cape. They're going to keep him two weeks, so he's doing better. Raymond's not here. How's Raymond doing? About the same? About the same. Okay, keep Raymond in prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you. We lift up tonight service. We lift up all the classrooms. We know they're, because of sports and all the activities with the young people, there's probably 20, 30 kids not here tonight, Father. So we just lift up, lift up 413. Looked like they only had four or five kids tonight. We just thank you for the grace there. We know you knew this already, so we know that you're going to impart something supernatural in them tonight. Lift up the meeting in the other classrooms. Lift up this this area, we thank you, Father, that you're going to open hearts and open lives and make us realize that the gifts of the Spirit that we're talking about are something that's not just for church, but it's for everyday life to operate in and to move and touch hearts. We lift up Mr. Coffey, lift up Mr. Bean, lift up Raymond. We thank you that you are the healer. Their diagnosis does not look good, but you don't pay attention to that. You are the healer. And while you was on this earth, you healed everybody that you touched. So we thank you. We're just claiming that healing for these three men right now. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Mr. Coffee has been bad since Thanksgiving, I think, wasn't it, Donna? Thanksgiving. So he's, he's had a long, that's, that's been how long? I mean, that's, that's many a month now. Yeah, yeah. So keep him in prayer. Okay. We've been talking about the gifts and tonight I want to get into uh, the power gifts, but I want to review a little bit. 1 Corinthians 12.1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. <laughs> I like that word, ignorant. It doesn't mean what you think. It doesn't mean you're stupid. That means you don't have the information and the knowledge that you need. And that's what, he, that's what Paul is wanting us to get. Uh, they're divide, the gifts are divided up in, th in three categories as I teach these. The revelation gifts, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits, the power gifts, the to-do gifts really, healing, miracles, and faith, the vocal gifts, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Tonight, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the, the to-do gifts, the things that we can, we can watch God move. Uh, what is wisdom before we get any farther? Wisdom is the will, the will of God on the situation. It's so super to have that happen in your life when you're talking with somebody or with your minister to somebody that you hear the situation and the circumstance and God just drops in your heart the answer to it. He gives you wisdom for the situation. Those are amazing what they do for people. Then the word of knowledge is great because in the word of knowledge you can sometimes bring up a person's past that you had no idea about they're present and sometimes the answer for the future. That is, that is also what a, what a great gifting that is. Because you tell somebody their past and they know you don't know. They know it was from God. And that's what it's all about. You know, as we talk about these tonight, remember, this is, this is a church thing, but this is not a church thing. This is something that you can operate in every day of your life if you're sensitive that it's there. And... You, all you have to do is just pay attention and, and listen and look for it. And God uses this stuff, all that uses these gifts, this stuff, this all, all of the time. And then there's 
then there's discerning of spirits. That's always good when you're in a conflict. That's always good when you're in a situation, a circumstance. That's always good when you're listening to the news. That's always good when you're listening to the news, uh, especially as, as this campaign's going to start getting worse and worse and worse. And the lies are going to get more and more and more. And you can discern those as telling the truth and the lie because that's what discerning of spirits is. It, it gives you... It gives you what's going on. And really, if you walk into a situation and you don't understand it, you can discern what's going on. I gave the example of Chris's situation with the demonic uh, young man at the prison. And he just, he just seen it right away through his eyes. He said, Dad, it was like he was looking right through me. So under his breath, while he was wailing around and acting ignorant, he just bound that spirit. And then all of a sudden, this man just got like a limp rag and got quiet. And he was able to talk to him and get him settled down. He went back to his cell and everything was fine. And the, the guards, he said, the guards looked at him like, what in the world happened there? Because he'd been going on for 20 or 30 minutes and they couldn't contain him. A little bitty wiry guy that they couldn't hold down. He was that strong. So you know it was demonic. But that's what's great about having that in us. Now, will you have it all the time? No. Will you have wisdom all the time? No. Will you have knowledge all the time? No. Why? Because... In that same set of scriptures, it tells us that he chooses who he wants to use. But we just have to be available and know that it's there. But let's look at the, let's look at the power gifts. It's an expression of power of the Lord breaking into the supernatural. We've got the natural things and the laws that God has got in, in the, this realm that we live in. But he goes beyond that when these things happen. And he steps out in areas that it's like you knew that was a miracle. And probably everybody here sometime in their life has wit have witnessed a miracle in their own life, really. The area of healing, the area of, oh, the list goes on and on. I'll never forget when, when, the, when the boys were just, and you all probably the same way, when your kids were little, they were just learning to walk, and they run around the house, and then all of a sudden they fall over, and you think their head's going to hit the coffee table. Anybody, every kid went through that. To me, those are miracles on top of miracles because you know they're going to hit it, but yet they somehow miss it. That's the kind of stuff. And, and car accidents and car situations, you, you go, there's no way I could have got through that. Well, that's because it's a miracle. But what's neat, about, what's neat about these, and I want to, normally you talk about healing and then you talk about miracles and then you talk about uh, saving uh, faith. Let's talk about faith. That's all in these power gifts. It, it's an expression of God in these gifts through you in situations and circumstances. Now, faith, I want to read this. There's a, difference between, there's a difference between the subject of faith and the gift of faith. Real easy misunderstood. Let me read this. Saving faith, John 1.12 is, to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Then in Ephesians 2.8 it says, for by grace you have been saved. Then it says, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. The word through there in the Greek literally means a channel or an act or a pipe for a, for a grace flow. So when you get saved, you have faith for that that is going to come through to you to get saved. Now, that's different than the, the gift of faith. The gift of faith is a whole different situation. See, we all have a measure of faith. It says in Romans 12, 3, we all have a measure of faith. 
But faith in the gifting area is a supernatural knowing that whatever you're believing for is going to work. Sometimes in healing, you'll, you'll see something that you know, if I pray for them, they're going to get healed. But it's not always just in healing. It's in every different, different, different things that go on in your life. You know that this is going to happen. And by faith, let's just believe it's going to happen. Well, you have such a knowing. It's really to me, to me, when I've had it happen to me, your knower knows. Anybody had that? Like, I know that I know that I know, I know it's going to happen. There's just, you can't convince me it's not going to happen. I know that I know it's going to happen. And when you have that feeling, those are the times when things are going to change. See, we mature into this type of faith. Really, Romans 1.17 says, from faith, you, you go from faith to faith. He stretches you in all of this, and he brings you to the place of recognizing that things can happen in your life. And when he wants to use you for faith, oh, how, how wonderful a thing it is to be going along and know I need, I need, that person needs a touch right now. And then all of a sudden you just feel, man, all I got to do is go talk to them and things are going to change for their life. All I got to do is have faith that I'm going to have a word of wisdom. All I got to do is going to have faith. Now, you can't work it up. That's the aggravating part about this one or any of them. You can't work them up. You just got to know they're there if God wants to use you. And the more you, the more you're sensitive to this, the more you're going to see. Do, do I need to, do I need to put these on to get you guys to smile? Would that, would that help preaching with these on? <laughs> remember, second, remember Wednesday. Wednesday, everybody comes in from work, so you got to smile to keep me going too. I think I'll keep these up here. When I see you get down, I'll, I'll put them on. That help? That works. Okay. Okay. We got to realize, folks. Example. First Kings seventeen one says, "They shall not be dew nor rain these years except by my word." Now, what happened there? What took place there? He had, he had a word of faith. Now you don't speak those things unless you've got that. I mean, could you imagine? All of a sudden, they come to him, and he said, listen, I don't care what you do, but there will not be any dew or any rain for years until I decide. You better have faith. Or examples of, I can remember Smith Wigglesworth raising some people from the dead, documented that he did it. Well, you better have faith if you're going to go in and raise somebody from the dead in, in a funeral you better know that you know that you know it's going to happen because you didn't heal that person you had faith that person was raised from the dead and that's that's the kind of faith he had in this statement other examples i've got of that is in john 1 1 jesus said our friend lazarus sleeps but i go and make him wake up i will make him wake up well he even said in that set of scriptures no he's he's dead but i'll take care of that that's a faith statement He's going, he's going to go do the same thing. He's going to go raise this person from the dead. That is a, that is, that is, that's a gift of faith. You say, well, yeah, Jesus can do that. No, back up. He came to this earth to show you what you could do. Everything he did 
we can do. We've just got to be sensitive enough and pay attention that the availability is there and stepping out when he does tell us to do stuff. That's the, hard, that's the hardest part. I can't imagine going into a funeral home and walking up to the casket. You better have that gift flowing. It, it, it doesn't just happen. Another one, uh, Acts, Acts 3, 1 through 7. Peter and John. They brought the lame man. Every day they bring him to the, the gate. He couldn't walk. And he looked up like, can you help me? And they basically said, I don't have any silver or any gold to give you, but I do have the name of Jesus. You better have faith for that. And they just reached down and grabbed him. Now, many times when you use the gift of faith, you'll have someone healed or you'll have, someone, you'll have a miracle take place. They reached down and grabbed him. And what did, what did he do? He just took off running. He got healed. That's the gift of faith. What an awesome, awesome thing to see. Another one, Acts 20, verse 10. Paul was preaching, long-winded preacher, had preached all evening. They was on the third floor of the building, and a young man was sitting in a window. The young man fell asleep and fell out of the window, three stories down, for dead. And hit, what was his words? His words, don't worry, he's alive. He went down laid on him, and he picked him up, and they went back up, and he preached some more. That's faith. He didn't see him. He just knew he was okay. By faith, he's okay. It's, it's, it's standing out and trusting. Another one, Acts 27, 22. Uh, Paul, Paul was in the ship to go to Rome. You all know the story. The ship was breaking up and the ship was falling apart. And what did he say? Take courage. There will be no loss of life. And here we got a here we got a boat that's about ready to go underwater. Here we got a boat that the sails are tearing off of it. Here we got a boat that they had to put ropes around it to keep it from breaking up. And he said, Don't worry about it, it'll be all right. You better have a word of faith when you do that kind of thing. That's trusting. Yes, it's trusting, but it's it's trusting in what you're hearing. And that's a word of faith, and it's, a, it's an awesome thing. Then you move in, and like I said earlier, it's really a knowing in your heart that you're on the situation, and all the answer's here. You see somebody that's sick and somebody that's hurting, somebody that's going through a hard time. A, a, a word of faith is straight out of the Scripture. Hey, he never leaves me. He never, fake, he never, he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. That's a word of faith. And you know that's going to be because it is the truth. So you can, you can operate in it and get it flowing, and then when God sees you trust it, he'll use us more and more and more and more. It's an awesome thing. The gift of healing. Boy, I've seen this in my own life. I've seen it happen and just take place. It's just, it, is, it is so cool. The gift of healing. God, it's God-given ability to impart healing to someone at a specific time, a knowing. I know that I know when I lay hands on you, you're going to get healed. I'll never forget one of my boys, and I can't, I can see he was, we had two bunk beds, we had a set of bunk beds and a single, and I can't remember which boy it was, it was in the bottom bunk bed, but I remember he was running a crazy, crazy hot fever, and I just knew that I knew, if I go in and lay hands on him, he is going to recover, and it's going, and I, I, I can still, I can still to this day see him, I laid hands on him, prayed on him, prayed over him, and I felt my hand change temperature, and I thought, and that's, that was when I was in the midst of the learning stage that this is real. 
and it's interesting if you get if you ever just uh, if you when you blah, when you first got saved if you took advantage of that you would have had a whole lot of stuff happen that is harder to get to happen later on in your walk I was just young in this and just realized that it works and I had example after example after example of walking in that area knowing well the word says it why don't I just do it and I'll go lay hands on somebody and they get healed uh, you feel like you go in the hospital and clear it out. And then, I don't know if it's more f that you've got to build your faith and you've got to work in it, but it seems like it's harder to do the older you get. Does that, anybody understand what I'm saying in that? It's so true. When you first, so if you're here today and you've just got saved or you're on the internet and you just got saved, take advantage of it because you can get everything you want at that time. Then it's a matter of faith that it's gonna, it really is going to happen. But it's an amazing what it is, it's, 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 a faith, it's a faith that really removes doubt. Uh, it's, it's like that instance, you know that you know, uh, I'm not scared to do this because I know they're going to get healed and it's going to be taking place. It's going to be taken care of. And, you know, the thing about healing too, sometimes it's instantaneously scripturally and sometimes it's something that you pray for somebody, then you just stand and you watch what God's going to do with it. And that's not a cop-out. Well, it didn't happen. They've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. You've got to trust what God's going to do. Matthew 8.3 Matthew eight three is one. Uh, Jesus laid hands on the leper, and he was immediately cleansed, taken care of, fixed, gone. Mark one thirty one. He took her by the hand and immediately... Immediately the fever left. Another example of that. Then you've got Mark 8. This one is interesting to me. Mark 8, 22 through 25, which I still cannot picture this. Jesus literally spit in a man's eye. Now you talk about better be here in God. Well, we know Jesus didn't do anything unless he heard God. Now we're different than that. That's the way we should operate. But could you imagine somebody comes up and they're blind and God says to you, spit in their eye and then ask them how they're doing. Well, he spit in his eye and he said, how are you doing? And he said, well, I see people, but they're like trees. So Jesus took his hand then and laid it on his eyes, wiped the spit off maybe, I don't know. And then he was healed. It took time. And sometimes when we have that gift flowing through us, in the area of healing, oh, by faith, get your hands on them and just trust God's going to take care of it. And don't let them feel bad if they don't get it immediately. Let them know. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes a while. But God is the healer because he is the healer. And he's trying to use you to take care of the needs. See, it's not for you. It's for somebody else. That's why coming to church is so important because you're in an environment where people want to come together and you're in an environment where things can happen because people's got more faith here. You get out in the world and they're pretty crazy and they're getting crazier all the time. And it's just an amazing thing what, you're, what we're watching out there right now. But why healing? Well, well, why is God doing that? Well, number one, here to destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8. What do you come for? To destroy the works of the devil. What do you bring you here for? What are you here for? To destroy the works of the devil. 
Could you imagine the damage we could do if everybody here just would settle down and let God really flow through them, the lives you could touch? At work, you see somebody sick, you encourage them. You see somebody sick, you lay hands on them. You don't have to make a show out of it. You can just walk over and say, Brother, I'm praying for you. I just believe in Jesus' name you're going to be healed. It's not a big flowery thing. Those are the ones that make Christians look bad, that run in and act like idiots. Just be a real person and let the gifts of the Spirit flow in your life. You don't have to make a, a scene that you're so high and mighty and holier than they are. Just have compassion for them and just let the gifts flow through you. That's like if you have a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. Don't make it a big thing that you have it because you didn't have it. God gave it to you. You just, you just with the UPS man. You just brought, you were just Amazon. Amazon come today to a town. True story here. They come didn't let didn't didn't pass out their gifts. They couldn't get the door open, so they took it back to St. Louis. So if you got an Amazon thing you're supposed to have today, they didn't follow through. That's how we are. If we don't use what God gives us, God give us a gift, and He may give us one of these supernatural gifts and we really we sense it but we don't know it because we haven't we haven't practiced in it and we sense it if you don't step out in faith then you're not going to you're not going to know the next time or the next time or the next time the more you step out the more often he's going to use you because he's going to know that you sense it and you trust him uh how awesome it would be if everybody you run into got healed was who was maybe was it peter that walked and they they by the shadow. Could you imagine? Know the gifting that's in you and know that when you walk through the crowd, people knew that they were getting healed as you walked by. That's when you're walking in the things of the Spirit. But that's what we all can do. And I'm not, I'm not condemning any of us because I'm as guilty as the next here. I'm even, even I've even said here, we have, allowed, we have allowed this church, I have allowed this church, I'm guilty, I've allowed this church to come back away from the things of the Spirit more than we should. We used to, we used to all the time have stuff go on here. I'll never forget the old church. While we were casting out demons in the hall, knocking people down to the Spirit and just life and everything. But we've slowly got used to the things of God and we've slowly allowed it to just be a, well, you know, it, it's okay. No, it's not. Folks, we're supposed to be operating in these gifts. I'm guilty as you are. But uh, this teaching's for me as well as all you guys. We've got to start being more sensitive and let God move on the situation and what he wants to do. But we've got to know how it works, and we've got to know that he's, he's got it there for us. Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, 4 says he gives signs and wonders and various miracles and get in gifts of the Spirit. As we walk in the things of God, he brings signs and wonders for us, and he shows us things. He shows us these gifts. What's it say in Psalms 103, verse 3? Who heals all of our diseases. See, when you get that revelation that he heals all of our diseases, you say, well, why don't I get healed? I don't know that. Why don't I get healed? Why, do I, why did I go through battling cancer? Why did I have a foot that's killing me right now? Why, 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 why? I don't know, but the Word says that the reason He uses the gifts is to show Him off. It's not showing you off. That's what happened during the charismatic move. It got, it got so, people would come in to minister and everybody would say, well, he's, he's got it. 
this, no, he don't have it. He's just as sensitive. He's sensitive to what he had because God's got it. He just wants to use me and you. He just wants to flow through us. And I don't care what age you are. We all can be used at any age as long as we're a believer. He wants to use us. And Matthew eight seventeen took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. It's a, why, you say, well, why is he healed? That's why he heals because he did it already. It's already been taken care of. It's already a thing that's accomplished. Then there's gift of miracles. Oh, my. I start off by a little bit talking about that. A supernatural phenomenon that diffuses... A super, I'm having trouble tonight. A supernatural phenomenon that defies reason goes above natural law. Some of the, some of the stuff that went on, actually it's a real moving of the power of God when you see miracles, when you're used in miracles. First Thessalonians 1.5, it says, not only in word, but also in power. Examples. In Ezekiel, I love this one. In Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, you ought to go back and read that. He's told, Ezekiel's told, go, go to where the dry, go where the bones are stacked and piled up. And it even comments how dry they really are. So you picture dry climate, just a bunch of bones laying there. And he said, and he said to Ezekiel, speak over them. <laughs> now picture you've got a pile of bones maybe there was a whole bunch of people got died and they all just that's just where they piled them and he spoke to those dry bones and all of a sudden they started getting tendons and ligaments and skin and all of a sudden they were up running around could you imagine what that would do for your faith but that's what God wants he wants you to be sensitive you're not performing the miracle but he's using you to get it going and to watch what happens to people's lives. Could you imagine what it would do? I, I really believe in these end times that's coming, it's going to take that kind of stuff to get the people that's running up and down the street and don't have a clue about God to start going, what is going on at Grace? What is going on there? What is going on there? Well, I heard that they did this and that. Instead of having rumors that you're killing chickens in the, you know, the nonsense rumors that we've had here, collecting the W-2 farms and all that nonsense, wouldn't it be amazing if they would say, yeah, you ought to go. If you're sick, just go to Grace. You'll get healed. They're raising people from the dead. They're casting out demons. That's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be a hospital. We're supposed to repair souls. We're supposed to repair people's lives. We're supposed to help with emotions by having the word of the Lord and walking and trusting and seeing what God's going to do with all that. But we've got to, we've got to know that it's going to happen. Exodus. My goodness, Exodus. The Red Sea. I mean, just a first simple one. They've found now I've seen a thing today on the internet, actually. They found and they know for a fact that that's where they crossed. There's a beach on both sides in the midst of these mountains. And it's higher than any part in the rest of the... They've, they've run sonar over it. And where they crossed, it's like a natural bridge. Still deep, but a natural bridge that slopes from side to side. They have found chariot wheels... The wood has rotted, but the gold ring, or the metal ring that they were made of is there. But that was a miracle. 
the water parted, the people crossed, and then all the army come in, and they got covered up. And they said there was even bones and stuff still in underneath the sediment that they'd been digging out. Amazing. There's uh, a what? Uh, what's the stuff that grows in the in the ocean? Uh, reef reefs, coral. There's coral growing in that. That's how they found. It. There's coral growing in that area, and coral doesn't grow in sand. It has to have a substance to grow from. So they they found the coral. Then they went down where the coral was growing, and it was old wheels and old things like that, and bones from people. Amazing. And that was all from a miracle. Moses had the gift flow through him and didn't even know what was going on. What did it, what? Hold your hands up. And as his arms got tired, the water started coming back in, and they had to hold it, help hold his hands up. They crossed over. You talk about a miracle. You know, what about water from the rock? I mean, here they here they run out of water, and he just spoke to the rock. And he got in trouble because he hit the rock the last time. But here we are in the desert, and water starts pouring out of a rock. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a new river that's got started in the middle of Israel right now. Just out of nowhere, this, this water is starting to gush up out of the ground, and it's making a new path and a new way. Well, didn't the scriptures say that all that stuff was going to happen? God is a powerful, powerful God. What about the manna? You may get tired of it, but it's still a miracle. I mean, every day you went out and there was food laying on the ground. I guess we could have snow ice cream and said it was a miracle. You might have to add a little sugar to it that's not good for you and that kind of stuff. But, but picture it. I mean, that, that was a miracle. And now, they didn't, that wasn't a gift. That wasn't a gift through someone. That just, that's just how God took care of us. What about, this is another miracle. Their shoes. Women would never have to go shopping for shoes again. Duh. That'd be a miracle. That would be the miracle on that. Shoes that never wore out for all the years that they walked. And, and yeah, that would be a miracle. Miracles. Miracles happen. That's what, that's what it's all about. See, God, God's got an area. Well, why, why you ask, why does all of this take place? Because he wants to deliver. He wants to edify. He wants to build up. He wants to help. He wants to, he wants to adjust. He wants to get people that don't know Christ to come to Christ. We get into, when we get into the tongues interpretation, that's the main reason we, a person has tongues in a, in a setting is because it's for the unbeliever. Someone speaks in tongues, and we'll talk about this next week. Someone speaks in tongues, and then, then they either interpret or somebody else interprets, and the unbeliever goes, how did you know that? Well, because it was a gift. But think about it. Think about if we, could just, if, if we could just be sensitive enough to know that when we go anywhere, go to Walmart, go to Rosier's, go to, any, go to anywhere, and you'd be walking down, and God would say, tell them this or this or this. And you'd have to step out in faith and go, hey, you know, I feel like God said. And it would change them right on the spot. Now, you don't do it with, with pride. You just got to step out and trust God with those kind of things. Or, like I said earlier, 
you see somebody that's struggling, you see somebody with, with that in a wheelchair. Now, you, you, if it's a gift, you'll know God said. You just go up and just lay hands on them and just talk to them and just encourage them. And then just in that midst of talking and encouraging, just speak life over them and just watch what God does. And if it's the gift of healing, they'll, they'll be coming out of that chair. You say, well, will that really happen? Yeah, that kind of stuff happens. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. But we've got these gifts. That's why it's so important to talk about these and meditate on these things and recognize. Why would he put them in the Bible if they're not? Let me go, let me go there and read this. And I love reading this stuff in the Passion Bible. I haven't got it marked, so I've got to go there. 1 Corinthians 12. In the Passion Bible, you want to get a Bible that's fun to read. It's more updated. It's so good. My fellow believers, I don't want you to be confused about the spiritual realities. For you know full well that when you were unbelievers, you were often led astray in one way or another by worship of idols. They were so bad I was talking earlier to Darlene. They're so bad in the Old Testament. You know, the Old Testament people did not have the Holy Spirit in them. So it's hard for us to imagine. They only had the Holy Spirit come upon different situations and different people. So they lived totally out of their mind, will, and emotions. So they had to have something to worship because you're built to worship. So they would, they would put up, they would make idols and they would do things like that. Now, now we're in a different world where if you're born again, you have the Spirit in you. But the world doesn't have the Spirit, but yet they don't realize it. They live for idols. Football, baseball, cars, the list goes on and on. Clothes, but it's different. But here, he even explains it. He said, for... For you know full well that when you were unbelievers, you were often led astray in one way or another to worship idols, which were incapable of, incapable of talking with you. I thought that was good. Therefore, I want to impart to you and understand the following. No one speaking in the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus is a cursed one. No one can say Jesus is Lord, Yahweh, unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. Back then, that's how it was. But in the new, it's not, folks. No one can say Jesus is Yahweh unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh is one, and he is the one who appropriates believers' different varieties of ministries. So good. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through the believer's gift and the ministry he energizes and activates in them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. For example, the Spirit gives one gift, the word of wisdom. Another gift, the Spirit gives the gift, the word of revelation, the word of knowledge. And to another, the same Spirit gives the gift of faith. To another, the same Spirit gives the gift of healing. To another, the power to work miracles. To another, the gift of prophecy. To another, the gift of discerning of spirits. And to another, the gift of speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, different interpretation of tongues. Now, it's not talking about one person has it, one of these, and another person has one of these. What he's talking about, because the scripture before was saying, he's the one that's 
picking the person that's got it. You've all got it. Everybody here has the fullness of Christ. Everybody here has every gift. I just Every gift I just read, everybody here has this. No individuals have this. He picks us. But he picks us when we're sensitive and we know that we're picked. I mean, he's not going to say to somebody that doesn't understand what I'm talking about to use them because they won't understand what's going on. My father, before he even knew the things of God, had a discerning of spirits that was just uncanny. He would know where we were. He would, he would have words of knowledge of where we were and what we did and have no clue, but he knew. He was being used in the word of knowledge to protect us from things we were doing. I'd, I'd come in and say, why did you? I said, how did you know? I just knew. He would call my sister Vicky up at college. Vicky, be careful. Knew what she was doing. That's all a gift that he didn't, at that time in his life, he didn't have a clue. He was a, actually somewhat of a heathen at the time. But he was born again, but he wasn't operating any of it because he didn't know any of it, was never taught any of it. He just was taught to get saved and just live. But when you get the gifts and you recognize they're in here and you recognize what they are, it goes on and it says, interpretation of tongues, it says, remember it's the same Holy Spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer. And then it goes on in the scripture and talks about we're a body and who's going to say to the ear that you're not important? Who's going to say to this you're not important? These gifts are important for our lives. And I'm telling you, Spend time in prayer. Lord, use me today. Lord, I'm, I'm going to be going to work, and I, I'm open to any of this. I don't understand any of it right now, but I'm sure open. Give me a word of wisdom for somebody. Give me a word of knowledge for somebody. I promise you, if you ask, God will eventually do it. I know Carol walks in this a lot at the restaurant because she's always asking God to give her something. So God's going to give her something. That's the way God is. So stay sensitive to what we've been teaching here and what we're talking about. Read this over and over and get this in your spirit and recognize that it's all from him, but it's all there for you that's in you. That's what's neat about it. You have the fullness of Christ. We have everything we need. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you that we don't none have a complete understanding of it. We just know that we know that we've got them. And help us in our everyday life. Help us in our everyday activities, in our walk with you in this world that we're in. Help us to operate in these to help other people. And we know that if we can keep ourselves out of the way, that you'll use us to touch hearts and to touch lives. And we thank you for it, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me add to that. You know, to make it more understanding, it's kind of like when you get somebody on your heart. It's like Mr. Coffee is just, I mean, it, it has drove me nuts how much I pray for him. But there's obviously a reason for that to be on my heart. That's how the gifts are. You'll get so sensitive to him, you'll know that you've got a word. You'll know that you've got knowledge. You'll know that you've got, you'll know that it's there. Anybody that gives and we'll talk about it next week. Anybody that gives tongues in church, they know that it's there. Lisa many times has a word for the church. She just knows. Now, she has talked to me about it different times. The hard part about that for her and all of us is knowing 
It's not the starting. It's knowing when to stop. But the only way we learn how to walk in a word like that is to start and be sensitive to know when to stop. And if you, if you go a little long, you're still edifying, but you'll, you, you'll feel, okay, I, I need to get out of this because <laughs> you've got in it. So it's so important that to, to, when you have a word like in the church body, it's important to listen to that and take it because it's God. Amen. You say, well, what if they're just doing it? It's still God if it edifies and builds you up. But they'll know they're, they, they know they got out of it. I've done it. I've I've got in got into it. And ah, I, matter of fact, I had a word for uh, uh, Elias Malky. He's gone now in heaven. I had a word for Elias Malky. We were over at the farm they called it, and first time I ever met him, and I had a word for him in the area of finances. And I I got into it, and I went a little bit too far with it. And I backed up later the next day and talked to him. I said, the first part was God, the second part was me. I don't want to mess you up that that I give him come to reality because it was God. That's why it's so important to be sensitive to all this and watch what God's going to do with it because he wants to use everybody that's in here. I don't care what your age is or how old you are. He wants to use you at home with your kids. It's so important with your kids, raising your kids. It's so important with your family to have the right words and the knowledge and stuff that needs to be done. Call you blessed, you're dismissed. If anybody wants my glasses, you can't have them. <laughs>